You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising and good morning to everybody out there. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And of course, I want to welcome you to this fantastic, Friday already the sun is beginning to peak out you guys so it looks like we might be having some good weather it's really touch and go here in Seattle as many of you know Uh, Pacific Northwest has some unique characteristics to the weather so we always deal with it but there's nothing like an amazing Seattle summer so I'm looking forward to these amazing sunny days I hope you guys are too of course this is the top of the show and we have a really great show for you guys today I'll be just doing uh, a couple of opportunities around events that are coming up in our community. But also later on in the show, I'll be talking to Cesar Canizales. He'll be joining us once again. He's going to be telling us about some of the insight to the King County inquest in the Charlena Lyles case, which we know this is very important to us in this community. So anytime there are updates, we want to make sure that you guys are engaged and informed. So I'm so glad that Cesar will be here today to, to share some of his insight, but also some great clips about what's been going on in this inquest. So, of course, we have a great show for y'all. You guys know we rock it right here on The Day with Trey. Of course, it's a great time because it's the top of the show. Go ahead and tag and share the stream. Tag and share this stream with folks you feel can benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. Um, of course, if you cannot watch our shows, you guys can also listen to our shows anywhere you find your favorite podcast. The Day with Trey is going to be there. Look up Google Music, Spotify, iTunes, iTunes, anywhere that you guys find your favorite podcast, you guys can search Converge Media Network and find The Day with Trey there. Um, Now, like I said, I mean, there's some really cool events that are happening, and I feel like almost every weekend there is something hitting the streets. So I got a few things I want to share with y'all. So uh, tomorrow, Soul on the Water is happening at Pier 62 with friends at the waterfront in Africa Town. It is going to be a phenomenal event. Music, food, vendors. Come on down to Pier 62 and celebrate and shop with some amazing Black-owned businesses and hear some fantastic performers. Now, this is something for me where I'm just like, wait a minute, we're going to be at the pier. I love it because there's so many great things. You know, Friends at the Waterfront has been very intentional to reach out into community and bring what's happening in the community right down there to the pier. So this is another opportunity for all of y'all who may not actually venture into the Central District much. You get to see how we get down a bit with some of the amazing performers, vendors, food, art, children's activities, you name it. Uh, I'll be out there tomorrow. So you guys come on and join me. I'll be there you know, rocking it out, emceeing on the stage, making sure that y'all have a great time tomorrow. And I think we're also going to be due for some amazing weather. So it's a great time to bring your family out, friends, kids, neighbors, share this opportunity because again, 
friends at the waterfront is doing some phenomenal things right there at Pier 62. They're keeping it active and I love it all the way. Even the weekend after, there's going to be some phenomenal things going on and we'll be talking about that next week to make sure you guys understand how to be connected to Pier 62 and all the events that Friends at the Waterfront is bringing to the people. All right, now, there's also been this amazing conversation series. I've been a part of this because I've been able to like, you know, moderate this amazing discussion that KY King Garrett, President and CEO of Africatown Community Land Trust, has been having with other community development institutions across the country. This has been a four-part series. It is called New Models for Thriving Black Communities. And he is going to be talking to Mama Shu coming up on this uh, coming Thursday, um, the 7th of July. You guys, this is the last final conversation in this series. But if you guys are wanting to see how other uh, institutions across this country are dealing with the very same issues that we are dealing with here in Seattle with regard to gentrification, how we intentionally build thriving black communities, you guys can check out the hashtag thriving black communities on social platforms, or you can also look up these recordings. Uh, they, they've been put, putting them out there. You guys follow Africatown um, Community Land Trust. You can go to africatownlandtrust.org to get more information. But I'll just say this, you know, being somebody who's been able to just like moderate these discussions, I'm in awe, not only of the similarities that we're experiencing across this country with regard to gentrification, displacement of black families, urban communities being disrupted by so many different things. We know the history around, you know, the freeways coming in and intentionally disrupting thriving black and urban spaces. But there are so many other facets that are happening across the country. It's, it's phenomenal to me to hear how there is resilience in so many of our states across this country because they realize the importance of thriving black culture in spaces, right? I mean, as people were freed from enslavement, we had ourselves in pockets all over this country. And those pockets have really been hit hard by gentrification, you know, urban renewal, all of this, they, they call it a bunch of different things, but it's really essentially all the same thing. And it ends up in very similar results. So I loved hearing from all of these amazing people, you know, leading efforts. I mean, you guys, I'm telling you, everybody who's been engaged in this series is like blown away. Not only are we sharing the resilience and the different ways that people are saying, no, we're not going to stand for it. We're going to press for what we know is right. We're going to press to make sure that our people thrive in place. All of that is happening all over this country, not just here. So I encourage you guys to tap in. Don't tap out uh, right there on Thursday, the 7th. Uh, that'll be the, the last conversation. But this is just, I think, the beginning because we're also understanding the need to highlight all of these kinds of works happening across the country so we can be what? inspired by them. You guys know I'm going to come to the inspiration piece. That's what I've been able to walk away with is the inspiration that I have gathered from 
being a part of these conversations has been like bar none, y'all, because I'm like, yes, our people are doing great things everywhere. So it's a great thing for you guys to tap into. And lastly, you know, there's going to be another market this Sunday, Othello Marketplace. Looks like there was almost 400 people, over 400 that joined last Sunday. The Othello Marketplace is happening at Othello Park every Sunday in the summertime. So you guys can, again, go out there, check out amazing vendors, amazing performances, great music, great food. This is the time. You know, when we talk about Seattle summers, we have to really, really pack it all in, y'all. So again, feel free to, if you're in the South End, you know, people that are coming from maybe South King County, maybe you don't want to come all the way into downtown. There's another opportunity for you guys to tap into some amazing vendors at the Othello Marketplace on Sundays. So Again, you know, I'm telling you, we're out here. We're in these streets, you know. The sun comes out, the fun comes out. So I want to make sure you guys are aware, informed, and engaged in these activities. Well, up next after this break, as I said, I'm going to be diving in with Cesar Canizales. We, of course, want you guys to be engaged and informed when it comes to what's going on in the Charlena Lyles case. I'll be following up with him after this short break. Stay tuned, you guys. You're watching The Day with Trey. What up, y'all? It's T-Dub. I'm here at Converge Media to let you know about my new venture, The Resole. We are introducing Seattle's first dry cleaner for sneakers, and we want you to be a part of it. Head over to www.theresole206.com this Juneteenth weekend for our official website launch. Hey there, it's Trey Holiday, And of course, Besa and I had to take a trip back to Market Street Shoes to grab some items. They always know what to show us. And let me tell you, we both spent quality time to be sure we collected some amazing additions to our wardrobes. They have some of the most unique bags, shoes, and accessories. I mean, the whole shebang. It's always a good time when I get to shop with my girl, Basa. Make sure you go check out Market Street Shoes, y'all, and you too can walk out with some dope gear. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I am your host, Trey Holiday, And right now, it's a really important segment right here on The Day with Trey. I'm going to be joined right now by Cesar Conazales, who's been on the ground a bit here for the Charlena Lyles Inquest. Hi, Cesar. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Trey. Yeah. Well, well, this is a really serious topic in our community and something that we've been really following here on Converge Media. Sounds like King County um, has now been doing this inquest. Just tell us a bit about this. Well, as you know, they've been uh, King County. Whenever there's a uh, law enforcement death, they conduct an inquest. Uh, a jury gets together and they listen to all the all the facts of the case to make sure to to see if there was any. Uh, criminal violation or any policy violations and things like that. So they started this inquest into Charlena Lyle's uh, death last week. Um, so this is the second week that they've been doing this um, down down at the Patricia Clark um, Family Center down in, in the Central District. Um, they started last week. They've been interviewing uh, witnesses. I think 17 have testified so far. Um, yesterday, one of the officers involved testified and he said that there was a child in the apartment behind Charlena when they shot her. So thank God the child was, wasn't harmed. Um, as you know, they, um, the officers were called uh, by Charlena. Well, she called 911, I guess, and she um, um, 
said that there had been a burglary. The officers responded. Um, once inside, they had a conversation and they alleged that she charged them with a knife, um, a paring knife, apparently. And uh, they told her to stop, they say, uh, but she didn't. And they shot her seven times, three times in the back. Um, so they've been having this, uh, this, the, the inquest, um, we had an incident on Wednesday when one of the lawyers for the officers said that, uh, Charlene had committed suicide by cop. It was, it was, you know, not, not the best scene. Um, Charlene's father who's been present at all, at, at all the hearings had a reaction. Uh, and here's what happened. She did not have no evidence. She was not trying to commit suicide. I'm tired of them saying that. My daughter was not trying to commit suicide by no police. It's wrong for you to keep saying that. I don't care, man. I'm just tired of them. Lying on my daughter. She's gone. It hurts me. There's no matter they kick me out. She's wrong. My daughter wasn't trying to commit kill herself. That was a strong reaction from Charlena's father when the lawyer alleged that uh, Charlena had committed suicide by cop. I spoke to Katrina Johnson, Charlena Lyle's cousin, um, about the incident, um, and here's what she had to say. The attorney, specifically Ted Buck, has been saying inflammatory things, like saying uh, suicide by cop. None of that had any foundation. Um, and, you know, my attorney had to address that. Our family attorney had to address that this morning. And he said, well, we all know it was suicide by cop. And it, uh, it, it set off um, my uncle today, um, you know, because who wants to hear that when none of that stuff has um, any relevance to the case? It was, none of it was um, allowed and admissible. None of the mental health stuff was admissible in court. The fact that he was saying that was very troubling and that's why it went to an immediate recess because he had, he, you know, couldn't hold it in anymore. And so he had an outburst in court saying, I'm not going to sit here and allow you to talk about my daughter that way. She was not trying to kill herself and do suicide by cop in front of her children or at all. It's very sad. You know, the family has already been traumatized by the killing and they have to go through that. Uh, we had another incident earlier in the week when uh, one of the officers decided to walk through in between the family outside of the hearing room when they were discussing when they were discussing the case. The family was discussing the case. Um, one of the family members, apparently uh, Charlena's father, um, said something to the officer. The, the officer said he felt threatened. So he called his captain and what the police did is they sent a SWAT team to, well, two members of a SWAT, uh, SWAT officers into the, into the building uh, on, on Monday. Uh, here's Katrina's reaction to that. We're talking about the special weapons and tactical SWAT officers showed up because you're afraid of an elderly man in a wheelchair calling you a coward? If that's the case, then I know that day on June 18, 2017, my cousin Charlene Lyle didn't have a hope in the world. Because if you're afraid of a man that is wheelchair bound, no wonder you were afraid of a five foot three, 100 pound pregnant woman. So community members have been observing the hearings as well. Um, I spoke to Reverend Harriet Walden about it. She's the uh, founder and director of Mothers for uh, Police Accountability. Um, she said, you know, if, if this had been a white woman, 
this never would have happened. I mean, here, take a listen. This is a very hard case for me. And it's hard because she was only 95 pounds and they could not figure out how not to kill her. 95 pounds. They had on body armor. 95 pounds. That's like a pencil. I mean, it's just like, I mean, like a wind would blow her over, you know? And they couldn't figure out how not to do that. So this case is very hard for a lot of women, and especially a lot of black women, you know? And to know that she had children in, that, in, the, in the apartment with her. She had children. And so the family has a right to be emotional. So as I mentioned earlier, the inquest has been going on since last week. Uh, Wednesday, next Wednesday is the last day. Then the jury will go in and determine, they're going to ask themselves questions and determine whether any there were criminal violations. Uh, but it, eventually it'll be up to the uh, county prosecutor to, to, to determine whether criminal charges should be filed against the officers. Uh, Caesar, this is a, you know, it, almost every time this uh, drums up some emotion because you know, to hear her father pour out like that because it's almost as if he has no recourse for his daughter's literally killing by police and for them to do anything that they can to protect themselves. You're talking about three shots to the back. You're talking about the fact that she called them for a burglary and whatever transpired at that point, how she was not cared for in that moment is so gut-wrenching for me. And Reverend Walden's absolutely right. This is something that is hitting the Black community here and beyond very deeply because, again, what recourse do we have when we feel that we need to call the police when we see ending results like this, Caesar, it is beyond me. And I'm glad that King County is doing this inquest, but it's just disgusting that to try to save themselves, the police force is utilizing this narrative of suicide by cop. I mean, you're, you were there. What are some of your takeaways from this, Caesar? Well, the family's uh, upset and they've been, you know, traumatized uh, for, for several years now because of, because of this incident. Um, they want to see some accountability. Obviously they would like to see, uh, these cops indicted and, you know, they'd like, they want charges filed and convicted convictions. Um, but will that be enough? I, I, I don't know. I mean, we see this time and time again. Um, you know, the police just acting with impunity, it seems sometimes. In this case, you know, uh, the impression is, as Reverend Walden said, why did they have to kill her? Uh, why didn't they have a taser? You know, the, one of the police officers said he didn't have it on him because it, it had run out of battery and he left it at the station. They had batons. Why didn't they use them? This is a small woman going up against two big police officers. I mean, I've been there. I've seen them. They, you know, they're taller than 5'3", taller than me. Um, they couldn't subdue her somehow, save her life rather than instead of like they resorted to shooting, you know, and according, uh, according to the Reverend Walden in my conversation with her, she said that it, it's apparently against uh, police policy to not use 
um, fatal means to to stop somebody like that, which just boggles the mind. You know, uh, to me, I, I just don't understand. I don't, I don't understand that personally. How you can't? There's got to be something that you can do besides just shooting them immediately seven times. A small woman, ninety-five, hundred-pound woman. Um, I don't understand that myself, and I, I think that's why the family is so upset about it. Yeah, and 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 their sentiment is, you know, equally felt in community because when we hear things like that. Okay, maybe that's if that was what it was for every single case, maybe we wouldn't have precedence to under to 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 have this kind of emotional response. Right. However, I I, want to make a, a, a comparison here. Okay, when we saw the case of the white football player who almost killed his girlfriend at the time. Two police officers showed up there. He's huge. He charges at them. And yet they, yeah, come on, hand strikes, hand strikes. Absolutely, Omari, to some NFL player and huge person. And he's right. Three officers, hand strikes. So tell me. Tell me if, if if we are sitting here saying that there's no precedence for this, that they had no choice but to use deadly weapons. Why in that case does this white man get handcuffed? He gets to get in the back of the car and get handcuffed. And he physically charged at the officers as well. Now, he just utilized his two hands as weapons against his girlfriend. They, we saw the photos. She was completely black eyed, choked out, almost dead on the ground. He thought she was dead and went back and started watching TV. So this is the stuff that I, I'm just, I, I really work to maintain my peace, but come on, man. There's no reason that they had to utilize their guns to subdue Charlena Lyles. You know, uh, when, when you're there, and you're hearing this from the family and you're experiencing that emotion. Oftentimes they want us that are here to like report on these things to, to stay objective. But when we see these kind of cases time and time again, Caesar, it does set a very clear precedence that mm-hmm. there is something that is very different about how they approach these cases when they are black folks or families of color versus non-color folks. It's just truth. Right. And one of the things that Katrina Johnson said, you know, it's she said she felt hopeful at the beginning, you know, maybe they would get some justice. But as this inquest has gone on, she has lost. She seems to have lost hope because of the SWAT incident and then the the suicide by cop mentioned from the lawyer. And this is, you know, the the jury is hearing all this about the suicide by cop. Um, But like I said, you know, it's a a paring knife, a, a four inch paring knife. The police officers were wearing uh, uh, bulletproof vests and things like that. You know, protection. They're bigger. I, it's it's something that that we just don't understand. And like Reverend Walden said, if this had been a white woman, she would she would be alive today. 
she would be alive today. And there would probably already been a settlement for that family because of the trauma that she experienced trying to call, you know, who is supposed to come to serve and protect her when she is calling about a burglary. Even if they want to talk about mental health issues and try to bring that into it, all of that would have been cleared up if this was a white woman. No problem. Hands down. We've seen it. This is not even something we're making up. And that's the point here. That's why I'm so glad that we took some time to and thank you for all of these clips and for talking to Katrina for for being able to show us that clip of the father responding like that they them calling SWAT on him a elderly man in a wheelchair because they felt threatened that would be very different if that was the father of a white woman who was in the same circumstances they would let that go they would also be like well we understand you know his frustration he lost his daughter there's all kind of other ways that they would permeate that information into their bodies but instead when it's black folks doing it oh my goodness you know let's call some SWAT folks let's have them come in make sure that the officers are are cared for again this is uh this case is really revealing a lot about our injustice system and it is one of those things that you know, here uh, at Converge and, and here on the day with Trey, we want to stay on top of these things. So, Caesar, I just really appreciate you for bringing this to light. Thank you for those clips. I mean, the, you know, this is something we got to stay on. It says the last of uh, the last uh, case hearing is on Wednesday. You said the last hearing sure is on right. Wednesday, July 6th. And I'll just uh, bring something up as well. You know, this is a revamped uh, process for these inquests. Apparently, they used to be really, really biased toward police, and now they 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 include the families, uh, and attorney, and they have attorneys there to like represent the family. So, if this is what a fair or more fair or more just system is or process, it it leaves leads to a lot of questions about the process. Yeah, we've got a long way to go, Caesar. That is for sure. And if we're not informed and engaged in cases like this, they, they, they the status quo continue. And we've seen that time and time again. So again, for, for, for us here at the day with Trey and, and Converge, we have to stay on these stories because we also have to understand that all of these processes affect us all. Charlena Lyle's family had no idea that they would be in the situation they're in right now. And, and for me, this is something that is indicative of the fact that we need to know how these things play out because we never know if that's going to be one of us, if that's going to be our family that has to deal with what they're dealing with right now. So again, Caesar, thank you so much much. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Tough, tough one, you guys, but we want to make sure you guys are engaged and informed. This is the kind of thing that we need to do here. When we talk about black media mattering, we got to show up and show out for these kinds of opportunities. And we also want to make sure that Charlena Lyle's family knows here on the day with Trey and at Converge, we send you guys our love we, we send you positive energy. We want you to be strong throughout this as much as you can because we know that this is taking a toll on you all and we are here for you guys. I just want to make sure you guys know that we love you to death. After this short break, you guys, I'll just recap this show and also give you a tidbit about what to expect on Monday. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. <laughs> Hey guys, Lisa Gordon here, and before heading to Belize, Trey Holiday and I had to make 
make sure we linked up with our good friends over at Market Street Shoes to, of course, grab a few things for the trip. From bags to socks, shoes, sunglasses, earrings, and more, before going on any trip, make sure you stop at Market Street Shoes. Trust me, you'll find just what you need to make your trip not only enjoyable, but fashionable. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. I just want to thank everybody for joining us today. And I especially want to thank my guest, Cesar Canizales, for bringing us more insight into the Charlena Lyles inquest. This is very important here for us to stay engaged and informed, you guys. As I said before the break, you know, again, if we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, how can we prepare ourselves in case it's us? And how can we ensure that we're informed enough and educated on these processes? So that when we, if we ever find ourselves involved, we know how to deal with it. We know how to hold our police accountable. Shout out to Reverend Walden for also speaking with Caesar and giving her uh, perspective on this entire case, but also uh, really appreciate her work for Mothers for Police Accountability. It is clear that it is still necessary as much as it was when that organization first started. So thank you so much, Reverend Walden, for your work in community and ensuring that, you know, mothers can get together to hold police accountable. I also want to thank Katrina Johnson for being the family representative on this case. Uh, Really, she has taken taken uh, this case to national levels, connected with a bunch of different families who find themselves in the same situation as her family when they deal with uh, family death due to police violence. So I just want to thank uh, Katrina publicly for all of the work that she's doing to help other families walk through the process, to utilize what she's learned during her cousin's this cousin, her cousin's case and her cousin's unfortunate murder, uh, that she has really been taking it to another level to become a strong advocate for our families out there. Of course, this weekend, you guys, as I share, there's a couple of events you guys can check out. Soul on the Water tomorrow. There's also the Othello Marketplace happening on Sunday. And of course, this weekend, we have some converged shows. We got to make sure you guys don't ever forget about. We got Weird at Night coming up tomorrow night at 10 p.m. Of course, they're going to be getting weird. Our friends over there, I I can't wait to join y'all again. Give me another script. I'm ready. And also Sunday, we got Truly Unruly with the Trufons. Want to thank them for all of their work and for sharing their love. Of course, for me, I'm always encouraging guys to see yourself as a part of the solution, as Caesar has. He's taking all of his insight, his experience, his expertise, and in produ- producing media to bring us stories like this. And I'm telling y'all, if y'all don't get inspired, see yourself as a part of the solution. What are we going to do? We need you to join in, dip your toes in this warm water, dive in full frontal if you have to come in with us and bring your expertise, your talent, time and treasure right over here because we will all be better for it. I want to, of course, thank you guys for watching The Day with Trey this week and for being with me on this amazing Friday. Make sure you guys enjoy the weekend. Get out, enjoy some of this sun and some of these amazing events. And on Monday, looks like we'll be having our very first menu Monday officially. Def Chef will be in the building. He's going to be cooking up some amazing things and also sharing with us how we can utilize family barbecues with healthy recipes. So make sure you guys join us on Monday. And until Monday at 11 a.m. Peace.
wangu ingu wa yedu Hatinga chati kubudirira Mwari alipa uchiwi pendura mbae uchirwa Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.